0: Welcome to Planet Sleep. I'm your host, Josh. Tonight. I'll be taking you to one of the most mystical and beautiful places in the world. Sedona, Arizona. Where Red Rock Buttes meet cloudless skies. Sedona is blessed by almost 300 days of nothing but sunshine. People flock from all over the world for outdoor adventures and beautiful landscapes. But there's more to this region than its unique landscapes. Spiritual energy emanates from its core. And many hikers carry on with their pilgrimage to find the secrets of internal balance and self-reflection between the Red Rocks and waterways of Arizona. This episode of Planet Sleep is brought to you by BetterHelp. Before we begin our journey, let's take a few moments and just chill. Take a few deep breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth and just listen to the serenity of the music. Picture yourself beautiful Sedona, Arizona, allow your mind, body, and spirit to be open to the journey ahead and the rest and peace I know you'll find. Let's just take a few moments and just breathe. Infinite stretches of desert mounds coated in spindly branches and hardy cactus cover the land. Red rock formations torch the horizon as humble creeks carve the life-giving valleys. And between everything, a spiritual hum vibrates the land. Something draws you towards the desert of Sedona. Something precious and rejuvenating. And like many others who journey here, your pilgrimage to the desert delivers. Several miles south of the city limits, you hike beside a sheer cliff within the desert lands. A gentle creek flows in the distance, filling the air with a wash of quiet sound. The dry desert foliage collides with itself as it trades rustling noises from branch to branch. The rock formations beyond the greenery change color from red to beige, as our gradient shows Earth's passage of time from one layer to the next. Passing by brush and sand, you come to a gentle but massive curve in the rock face. Its walls are high and steep, casting long shadows along the ground. Built within the side of this massive wall, an ancient structure dwells along the cliff. Rectangular and tall, it sits within the rock face protected by the weather. Well preserved and still standing, this is an ancient structure called Montezuma Castle. It was built and lived in by the peaceful indigenous Americans of the southwest between 1110 and 1425 CE. The main structure is five stories tall and includes about 45 rooms it took nearly 300 years to complete the project and as you might have guessed the structure's name is incorrect montezuma was an aztec emperor from central mexico not the southwest united states but when european explorers found the structure in the 1860s they thought it was somehow made by the aztecs the area had been long since abandoned but now we know more about its history the structure was abandoned 40 years before montezuma was ever born and it's not a castle at all it's more of like an apartment complex or community center the structure sits 90 feet high built into the side of the limestone cliff it survived for thousands of years because it sits deep within the face of the rock here it's been protected from weather and erosion. Looking at its size and scope, this was clearly built by professional architects and engineers. They used limestone chunks from the cliff along with mud and clay from the nearby land to build up the flat walls. Its ceilings were made from local sycamore trees, and each branch was hauled up the cliffside and installed with wet clay. The structure can only be accessed by several ladders, which made it nearly impossible to invade. This made the early explorers believe it was some sort of castle. And because of its height, it's safe from the annual flooding of Beaver Creek. During the summer monsoon season, the storms would overwhelm the creek with water, and the floodplain below would fill. So its location on the cliff was perfect, and it's the main reason it survived this long. When it was in use, the Sinagua people lived here and they had occupied the area near Beaver Creek since 700 CE. They later abandoned the area in the 11th century after the eruption of the Sunset Crater Volcano, 60 miles away. As it shook the earth and sent ash across the sky, the people fled. But as years passed, they noticed the volcanic ash had made the ground fertile and perfect for farming. So the people eventually returned around 1125 CE. this was when they started their work on the montezuma castle and since they feared another volcanic eruption they built the castle high in the shelter of the cliff as generations passed the walls of mud clay and limestone kept rising at its peak it housed about 50 people and it was also used as a community center they stored crops and seeds and held community meetings and buried their dead here The people who lived within the walls were merchants and traders. They gathered seeds, chopped wood, and weaved clothing, and they traded many of these goods to tribes hundreds of miles away. But the settlement was eventually abandoned around 1425 CE, and the people left the area entirely. And many other indigenous people nearby fled as well. But for what reason, we don't know. The mysterious exodus might have been from war, drought, or plague, but its abandonment is still a mystery. The building remained untouched for over 400 years, until it was rediscovered in the 19th century. Explorers looted what remained, and ever since, industry and tourism have threatened the survival of the Montezuma Castle. Since the 1930s, restoration projects have done their best to preserve the building, and the building has survived for many more decades, inspiring everyone who comes to see its beauty. Although you can't go inside, you appreciate its beauty from the pathway below. Its flat, solid structures and small windows look over the verdant land. Beaver Creek bends and carves through the arid plain, giving life to the region. Where the Sanagua people once roamed. You follow the creek north and pass by endless forks of desert rock and foliage. Eventually, you pass through the town of Rimrock, where one-story houses fill their front lawns with gravel and camper vans. For a few miles, the creek finally takes you to another location of the Sinagua people. Its last stretch leads to a massive body of water known as the Montezuma Well. Between cactus and desert rock, this circular body of water rests with a natural sinkhole. From rim to rim, the well is 368 feet across, and it contains natural spring water next to the creek. Even in times of severe drought, water can be found here, which is why the Sanagua people settle nearby. But the water contains high levels of arsenic which might have led to health complications for anyone who drank from it. On the rim of the sinkhole, small stone buildings can be seen built into the wall. Single doors lead to windowless rooms. These were built around 1050 CE. The people who lived here used this area to farm. And they even built a canal nearby to aid their agriculture. Today, the well is seen as a sacred site. Some indigenous people believe these waters gave birth to their existence, and it's no wonder that a fresh body of water in the middle of the arid desert is held in such high regard. After taking in your last sight of water for a while, you continue on, north of the well. You meet up with the highway heading north that connects to the Red Rock Scenic Byway. A 14-mile stretch of beautiful natural structures. Here, the incredible geology of Sedona shows itself to the world. Before we continue on our journey through Sedona, take a moment to thank our sponsor, BetterHelp. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns. And it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Therapy is a wonderful thing. I've taken advantage of therapy before in my life. And there's something so helpful and comforting about talking to a third party about whatever it may be Sometimes all you need to get past something in life is a different perspective. And therapists are great at providing that. BetterHelp is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. And getting therapy every week is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone. With therapy, it can take a few tries to find the right fit for you. And BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. You can visit their website and read their testimonials before you decide if you'd like to move forward. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash planetsleep. That's 10% off your first month of online therapy at betterhelp.com slash planetsleep. Let us continue. After taking in your last side of water for a while, you continue on, north of the well. You meet up with the highway heading north that connects to the Red Rock Scenic Byway, a 14-mile stretch of beautiful natural structures. Here, the incredible geology of Sedona shows itself to the world. Along a two-lane blacktop highway, you curve back and forth between low mounds and desert rock. Brown and light green plants color the landscape as you pass highway sign after highway sign. Soon the beige rock of the earth changes to red and off in the distance, tall structures line up along the horizon. Jutting into the sky high above the meager mounds of desert, these red rock formations reach upwards along sheer cliffs. Each one has a distinct feature, a unique crest or a jagged face etched into the side. Layers upon layers of rock show their different shades of red as they stack up high towards the white clouds. Their tops are often colored with green foliage in contrast with the bright red hues, while the bright sun strengthens each color on the mountainside. These majestic mountains are part of why this area has long been recognized by indigenous people and tourists as a sacred landscape. Its beauty draws more than 4 million people each year, and over half of them search Mother Nature for a spiritual experience. Many visitors have experienced transformations and accessed internal cleansing on the deepest level when they visited here. Many claim that spiritual vortexes exist within the region of Sendona, and ever since the 1980s, people have been visiting the area in growing numbers and it's considered one of the most sacred spots on Earth. Dating back thousands of years, the indigenous people have sought out Sedona for healing and a place for ceremonies. Some even believe this is where the creation of man first began. It's located on the Colorado Plateau at 4,500 feet above sea level, and its desert climate gives almost 300 sunny days a year. Finding a spiritual connection with nature, God or any other divine force is heightened by the sun's blessing of light and color through the majority of the year. As you look out at the jutting rocks, although they look like mountains, they are only formations carved by the hands of erosion. They are all buttes, mesas, pinnacles, voodoos this region was once an inland sea thousands of years ago for many who visit the land dreams and visions of dolphins are common the energy of the ancient sea remains even though the desert surrounds the region something within the land elicits a great sense of wonder and a connection to mother nature whether you wish to connect through yoga metaphysics or any other kind of spiritual expression Sedona delivers it isn't long before the call of spirituality unfolds between these rocks projecting from a connection of tall formations a man-made chapel sticks out a grand Holy Cross mounts itself in the rocks and connects to the foundation of the building appropriately named the chapel of the Holy Cross It stands out among the long stretch of nature. Built in the 1950s, it has a surprisingly modern look to it. It's a Roman Catholic church with unique architecture for the time. It holds high, solid standing walls that reach dozens of feet into the sky. It seems to emerge from the rocks beneath it, and even tries to match the colors of red. From within the walls, hundreds of prayer candles shed a low light across the pews. And a massive crucifix looms over the interior. Beyond this, large windows open up to the red rocks beyond. Without this beautiful landscape as a backdrop, the sense of wonder and awe wouldn't be nearly as strong. As you take a moment, you realize the sense of spirituality in the desert is amplified, regardless of belief. There is something about the grand rocks and the solitude of the desert, that enhances everything within after taking a moment to breathe in the sight you leave the chapel behind and continue on through each unique rock formation through desert brush you cross a thick grove of plants the wind picks up the dry soil and it throws it across the air as you make your way along a narrow path of bright sand Although in solitude, you're never alone. Out of the corner of your eye, you spot a small hairy creature prancing on the fours. It snorts and hobbles while dodging the prickly trunk of a nearby cactus. It ducks under a branch as the needles comb through the small tuft of black hair on its head. The collared peccary is its local name, but others know it as the javelina. It looks like a pig but it's far too hairy and small it stands about two feet tall and weighs no more than a medium-sized dog two small tusks stick out of its mouth and aim down towards its slim legs that carry its stocky body and even though it's covered in hair they don't have a large enough coat to survive the colder climates of the north so they stick to the warmer areas like arizona They have a unique scent gland that they rub on the dirt and nearby areas to mark their territories and they also use it to identify each other they use their flat piggy noses to smell each other's unique scent and since they live in herds they'll rub up against each other to trade scents so they can recognize each other as family and friends as for their diet they can be seen chomping down on nearby prickly pear cactuses with no hesitation The cactus thorns don't bother them since they have tough mouths. They also eat insects, small snakes, and little desert lizards. But most of their diet is plants. They love to eat succulents and flowers, especially plants that aren't native to the area. They like the taste of something exotic and new. So if a rare plant makes its way into the ecosystem, the javelina will add it to the menu. But the problem is many of these plants are found on people's properties. If a new family moves into the area and wants to bring a piece of home with them, sometimes they add a foreign plant to the garden. This is tempting for the javelina. So if the locals want to avoid these animals tearing through their gardens, it's best to keep it local and out of their reach. So the javelinas won't seek out the new exquisite meal and tear through the garden. This has brought up plenty of challenges in the region. Since wildlife meets so close to the borders of human activity, places like Sedona have had to adapt to the wildlife. Rather than forcing the wildlife out, there's been a push to coexist with nature and the furry friends that come along. And the javelinas of Arizona are often spotted around any given town. Since they live in the dense brush of the desert, their eyesight is poor and their hearing isn't much better. They rely mostly on their powerful sense of smell to identify friends and foes. But in places of human activity, it's sometimes confusing to separate the two. For the javelina, the smell of a dog is similar to the smell of a coyote or a wolf, so it often treats them all the same, and their small tusks can be used in self-defense. Run-ins with local dog walkers have sometimes led to violence so dog owners need to keep their eyes and ears peeled when they're walking. Awareness of your surroundings is the best way to be safe while living in harmony with Mother Nature. As you walk through the green and brown brush of the desert towards Sedona city limits, you remember that not every encounter with wildlife is a threat. That's why you're out here in the first place to seek out the beauty of nature. As a scattered brush turns the forest, the air around you lights up with bird calls and the dash of colors between branches. Finally, you reach Sedona. For a moment, you're met with low buildings, grocery stores, tennis courts, and desert trees. Stilted along paved streets. But no worries. These reminders of modern civilization come and go, and soon you're back in the warm embrace of the wild as you reach the northern edge of town. Occasionally in spring and summer, the desert flowers add a touch of color to the beige, red, and green of the land. Red, yellow, orange, and purple light up the tips of green branches, and a fresh canopy of color brings a new view to the area. Along with these flowers come friends small ones that hover nearby as they stick their beaks in the flowers to gather their nectar these are the hummingbirds of sedona their heart beats 1200 beats per minute and they're the only bird that can fly backwards they beat their wings more than 80 times a second as they hover in the air near the flowers and their wings move so fast that they look like a blur in the wind This bird species is also the tiniest on the planet, but they're strong nonetheless. Although they're often found in the humid jungles of flowering plants, 5% of hummingbirds have found homes in North America, and some have found the arid lands of Sedona, their home. No matter where they are, they all rely on nectar from flowers like the bright colorful ones before you, And without these vibrant colors, the hummingbirds would have trouble finding their food. Their pointy bills come in all different shapes and sizes, just like the flowers. The size determines which flowers it can feed on. As they stick their bills deep into the flowers, they use their tongues to eat the nectar within. Like bees, they can pollinate flowers, which adds to the ecosystem's health. More hummingbirds equals more beautiful flowers. A unique native plant that grows only in the southwestern deserts is the Okeetio, and this red-flowered plant is friendly to hummingbirds, and its flowers bloom right when migratory species like the hummingbird pass through the region. Some people mistake it for a thin cactus because of its thorns, but it's really a succulent. These waxy plants bloom in the spring, and their thin branches snake their way up from the ground. They can grow up to 20 feet and they're usually much shorter depending on the rain. And since rain can be hard to come by in the Arizona desert, they've adapted to survive by losing their leaves. If they're ever not getting enough water, they can shed their green leaves. Patiently, they wait for the next rainfall when they grow back their leaves. If need be, they can do this several times a year. This behavior makes them extremely drought resistant and their humble lifespans match their humble beginnings. They start from white, flaky snow-like seeds, fluffy in the palm of your hand. And once they're in the soil, it takes them an incredibly long time to grow. Year after year, they grow inch by inch. And eventually, once their flowers bloom, they will act as a haven for the migrating hummingbirds through Arizona. To track their numbers, hummingbirds are gently captured and banded with numbered tags by conservationists. From watching the local climate, we can see how their population numbers are affected by local weather and climate change. If their numbers are healthy, the female nests after breeding, while the male flees the nest to find their next mate. But as humanity encroaches on their territory, the best way to ensure their survival is to protect the native plants and flowers the hummingbirds feed on. Locals plant native flowers and add nectar feeding areas to support the hummingbirds, but human construction and expansion destroys many of their natural habitats. As the cities expand, the natural habitats are threatened, so many enthusiasts do their best to incorporate wildlife into their properties, like local plants and nectar feeding areas that hang from trees. Luckily for now, you leave the world of human construction behind you, the houses and parking lots fade. Further north you travel to the Soldier Pass trailhead, where you venture along a red dirt pathway deep into the desert. Once again nature surrounds you. The dry wind shakes the low-lying trees and your course takes you through lofty rock formations Throughout the hike, these distant, towering red cliffs follow you. Occasionally, you pass by sinkholes stained with traces of erosion. Tunnels snake beneath the earth where flash-flood rainwater carves out the rocks below. After hiking for some time, you finally reach a series of small, shallow pools that have filled with rainwater. They sit only a handful of feet wide. Often, these pools are dry, but if weather recently blessed the region with rain, these pools will be filled. There are seven sacred pools of Sedona. They line up in a shallow valley on the rock's surface. As it rains, the water fills the pools, and once overflowed, the water will descend down to the next lowest pool. These places of captured water are not only important for the wildlife, as they act as places to stop for a drink but they also act as a spiritual site where people come to meditate and reflect within the deep trails of nature. You take a moment to breathe in the spiritual energy of the pools and the quiet solitude of the hiking trail. You're deep into the nest of wildlife. After a moment, you reach your hand into the pool of cool rainwater. And as you pull your hand back out, you trip some of that cool water on your head water feels so refreshing and it gives you the last bit of energy you need to reach your last destination in Sedona rumors of hidden spiritual energy vortexes surround Sedona and you intend to find one by the end of the day these vortexes are said to balance certain characteristics and strengthen honesty openness and commitment if the sacred pools weren't refreshing enough, you also heard that Cathedral Rock harbors a mystical energy vortex. So, back through the trails and streets you go, back through red rocks and desert trees, until you see the red mammoth bulk of rocks in the distance. This cathedral's two major formations with a jutting spike in its center. You hike along the creek below the grand structure, and along the way the hair on your arm stands up the closer you get to the cathedral. Something electrifies the air with each step toward the vibrant red rocks. A feeling of inspiration and serenity consumes you. As the sun reaches the horizon and focuses the shadow of each shape, you continue to climb the trails leading up the cathedral until the view of the city comes into focus far beyond the desert. A feeling of calm and oneness overwhelms you. As you see where city meets nature, the two collide in a single image and wilderness and humanity become one. You sit down on a platform on the side of Cathedral Rock out before you are every trail and monument you've ever traveled to. Far south sits the ancient castle dwelling on the cliff. From there, the 14-mile stretch of red rocks connects the land from wildlife to nature and back again. And beyond the city lies the seven sacred pools where water feeds the wildlife as well as the spirit. The red rocks cast long shadows over the desert as the sun burrows into the western sky. And as you rest your eyes, visions of dolphins swimming and jumping through an ancient inland sea greet you on the edge of a long dream. From water to desert rock, the earth of Sedona begins and ends. The ever-changing spectrum of a sacred land swings back and forth before you, like a spiritual pendulum ticking back and forth. Your chi finds its strength as your muscles wear out from the long day. You breathe in and out and you settle into the red rock of sedona a solid bed constantly carved by the force of energy much greater than yourself here you are small on the ledge of the colossal cathedral rock you are just another speck of life across this sprawling red desert but your visions here are grand I hope you enjoyed your journey to Planet Sleep tonight. If you ever get the opportunity to visit Sedona, Arizona, I highly recommend it because everything I just told you about is true. I hope you found this episode of Planet Sleep relaxing, and restful. Make sure you subscribe to the show if you're not already. But I'll see you next time on our next journey to climate sleep. Until next time, sleep easy, my friend.